1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good, but could be better. That was Stephen Gerrard's verdict of Rangers against Dundee as Kenny Miller's red card is appealed. Lee Griffiths is ready to try and prove he's the main man for club and country and Hearts continue to set the pace at the top of the Scottish Premiership. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Is there anybody, anywhere, who agrees with anything anymore? <laughs> The game should be about players and not referees. What about Hearts five wins in a row? What about that five goal thriller at Easter Road? What about Niall McGinn's free kick goal for Aberdeen? What about Stevie Lawless's screamer for Livy to put them joint second in the league table? What about Celtic and Rangers going into the Europa League? We can't be blind to referees' mistakes, but we shouldn't lose sight of the good things going on in the game. Come on! I was just end the show there. Absolutely. Yeah, happy with that, no, Alex Ray. But seriously, it was a, a big weekend. Yeah. Uh, lots of exciting incidents and, and, and stuff to talk about. And of course, a massive week for both Celtic and Rangers going into the Europa League. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be looking to go off to a flyer, Gordon. And uh, domestically, I thought it was a really impressive weekend. As, as you touched upon there, some really uh, positives for Hearts. You look at a good point for St Mirren as well. Really big point. Rangers bouncing back the disappointment of the old firm game uh, you know Patrick Thistle you know we'd we'll like to hear from some of you guys as well what's going on at Patrick Thistle but in the main it's been a brilliant week and a really important week for uh, yeah. Scottish football in Europe I just think so many good things going on and we're getting bogged down in all of this stuff as I say mistakes were made mistakes were almost visible at every game that was played in the Premiership but we're overlooking the good in the game now and we're Allowing the malcontents to run riot. <laughs> the malcontents. That's rich coming from you, Mr. Black Cloud, who <laughs> follows us around. Anyway, that doesn't suit my argument at all. 0141 What is on your mind? What is your main talking point from the weekend? Share it with us or tweet us at Clyde SSB. 0141 uh, Just in case you care and you probably don't, it is roasting in here, oh, Hugh Evans. Wow. Um, yeah. It's the Britannic so Gardens. At any stage, if Hugh Keevens goes silent, call an ambulance because he's killed over. It is unbelievable. I don't know what is going on. We've got well, the air conditioning is broken, and uh, I, I could be five feet eleven by the time this program ends. I was going to say there's a big tube over in the corner. I'm not uh-huh. talking about the specky one. There's one. We've got all sorts of um, air conditioning units going around the place and it's boiling anyway you probably don't care but I just thought I'd share that with you hotter than the SFA appeals room right let's go through some of the weekend's action despite the 4-0 win against Dundee on Saturday Stephen Gerrard says his side will have to perform much better in future games he says the team took the foot off the gas after half time but was delighted for Ryan Kent as he bagged his first goal for the club we got a win an important win we got four goals and a clean sheet but it was it wasn't a great performance it was okay it was good enough but we'll play better than that but if you take into consideration the international break people coming back late and only really getting the full team and squad together yesterday we would have took the results of course we would but we'll have to play better we have to play with more control I didn't like it first half going end to end and thought Dundee had a bit of joy and we didn't have no control really in the first 45 but 
Second half, I thought we were a lot better than the first half. I want as many goals as we can get. I want to try and create a team that's ruthless and relentless, and we wasn't today. We deserve more goals. thought the first offside goal was on. I haven't looked at it. And Kyle's is offside by a bit. But um, I, I don't want to just get to a 3-0 lead and take the foot off the gas. You know, If we want to be a good team and a successful team, we have to be at it all the time. It was patchy today, the performance. There was some really good, strong individual performances within it, but as a team, we can play better. I thought he was superb. I wanted to leave him on, but with a game on Thursday, I, I thought it made sense to give him a blow. Ryan was excellent. I think that was his strongest performance so far. That goal's been coming for quite a while, so I'm pleased for him. Yeah, now comes the acid test for Rangers. You know, it's uh, it's Europe for the first time in many years. It's a team from La Liga, uh, and that is setting the bar pretty high. Uh, but I think that Rangers can travel to play Villarreal with a, a reasonable amount of confidence, even though it's a brand new team, someone who hasn't been in management before. But Steven Gerrard got Rangers in the Europa League group stage while building a team, and that is to his immense credit, Alec. Yeah, I have to say, uh, Beverly, uh, I think there's about 2,500 fans going over to Spain as well, Hugh. Uh, they get a good one at the weekend. We were talking about, uh, I think they were 19th going into the, the yeah. game, and uh, they played the team at the bottom of the league. Uh, I think Rangers may well get a positive result over there. You know, they went to Maribor uh, and, and get a really good result as well. So it's, it's a team that you look over the 14 games in which he's played, they've all obviously lost to Celtic. But other than that, they've always been relatively compact. Morelos may well be a miss, but it's an opportunity that shows you the importance of having Kyle Lafferty now. What about the comments there then, Stephen Gerrard? I mean, obviously pleased with yeah. the performance and the result, but very quick to say, well, you know what, I think it could have been better. I don't want to take the foot off the gas. The, the, the managers sometimes pick and choose their moments when they do that, Alex, to, to let everyone know that they want to keep their standards really high. Yeah, of course. Listen, I, I remember doing a seminar with uh, Sam Allardyce and he says when the team was going well he was more critical of the team oh. and when they were on a bad spell it was the old uh, silk glove hue where they were trying yeah. oh no the boys are doing great and they're working hard and all that but since he came through the door Stephen Gerrard he has been very vocal about standards uh, even against I think they played uh, Burry uh, he says not good enough we, uh, I've got to come in at half time so he's constantly pushing the bar and uh, I don't think it's a bad thing because it keeps no. the players on their toes. Uh, he's looking for more goals. He's constantly trying to, as I said, trying to, trying to get the better out of the players and uh, he needs to do that because, as I said, for, for the last couple of years it's been a, a, allowed to slip. This is a guy who has only known the highest echelons of the game with Liverpool and with England and who wouldn't know what reduced standards look like. So he's not going to tolerate it in, in his first spell of management. So he's quite right. Keeps everyone on their toes. Uh, and, you know, they, they'll need to be at their very best. The, the Villarreal may not be firing on all cylinders or whatever the expression is in Spain. Uh, but <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that yes, one, I must yes, admit. But nevertheless... Uh, it's a big mm. test of Rangers and he wants everyone on their toes. Come on, let's hear from you. 0141-951-1025. What's on your minds after another big weekend in Scottish football? George is in Rutherglen first up. Hi, George. How you doing, lads? All good, George. What's your point uh, tonight? Just a um, couple of points, really, but the main point was I was, I was at the game on um, Saturday, mm-hmm. Rangers game. Quite impressed with the, the result uh, in regards to getting a 4-0 win, um, especially with the, the amount of points we dropped last season. In the league, um, that's another question. I'm going to ask a wee minute, um, but just in regards to, um, you know, missing players, etc., coming back, you know, I, I listen to all the forums, um, podcasts, different 
got a man, everybody was raving about Kulabali uh, in regards to, you know, what he brings to the team, what has been missing to the team. And also more notable, which um, the, uh, the L said, was that the Rangers bench now compared to what it was in previous years. When you actually look at the bench, you think, you know what, we've got light for light when we come on. My, my main concern is that I'm hoping that Rangers have got something in place for this loan deal that we, we could maybe buy him permanently or at least get into the talks of getting that now because the more he plays better and the better he gets, you know, you can, it's the old saying, add another million onto the transfer value. Um, and I, I hope Rangers are really in on this at the moment. George, sometimes what happens is that you actually take a player in loan with the fee already uh, agreed. Aye, aye, so that may well be the case. So, so that as you rightly said, because you don't take a player in loan, he actually has had a wonderful season, and all of a sudden you're paying for four or five times what you actually value him at. So, a lot of the times that that actually happens, I was saying that it would be a big miss. I think Koulibaly's come into Rangers. He's gave energy, power. Driving for the middle of the park, he's got good recovery skills as well, and he's obviously nicked in with a goal at the weekend. So uh, you've still got Dorans to come back into the equations as well. So uh, you're right what you say in terms of trying to get a little bit more strength and depth from the bench because if you go back a couple of weeks ago, it was more or less I think against Celtic the only ones I felt as if from an offensive point of view was young Middleton uh, and with a great respect he's just coming into the fold and then Candia. So the, they were the only guys that they actually had from an offensive point of view to try and turn the game so they were a bit light on the day so it may well be a work in progress because he's brought 15 players in Stephen yes. I mean I, I don't think there is an option to buy right now for Koulibaly but he's, he's clearly one which is impressing the, the Rangers fans Hugh and, and yeah. as, as George says I've been missing for a couple of weeks as well but come straight back in at the weekend Yeah, you can always go and ask the question you know, when the time comes uh, is there any chance of us buying him permanently uh, so the, the question can be asked you never know what your answer might be I'm just surprised that Rangers supporters sound surprised at the way things are going because the team they've been looking at for the last two seasons has been binned the management team get binned the majority of the players get binned the club had reached that watershed moment where they had to do what Celtic did with uh, Brendan Rodgers they went and they got uh, a household name and they gave the household name money and they brought in all the players to replace those who were unfit for purpose. That's why there's no point in going on about the number of points that Rangers dropped at Ibrooks last season because the people who are there now were not responsible for that. They are responsible for making sure they are responsible for making sure that Ibrooks is a place where Rangers will gather more points than they'll lose, and they're doing that now. On you go, George. Uh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. That, that was just, you led me nicely into my, my second point there, Hugh. Well done. Um, you think uh, you'd done this I've, before, Georgie? I, I think so, I just a bit. Um, it's actually in regards to the points thing, and uh, I don't think it's been really picked up, you know. Five wins point, it is, George. Five uh, out of six at home. Yeah, but in regards to you know, the points we got last season, I know Hugh said we shouldn't really go into it, but. You know, we do I believe it's twenty seven points. You might be able to correct me. Between twenty five and twenty I think you're right, George. I think it was twenty seven. Right. We dropped twenty seven points last season, right? Twenty seven oh. points. Celtic won the league. And I think over Rangers it was twelve points. I know Aberdeen finished second. You can correct me on the wrong that, right? We we can gain fifteen points on what we dropped last season and some more. Yeah. That's why I strongly think that Rangers will be 
title contender this season. And that's if, right. we just, if we just drop seven points, say, for the whole season, at worst 10, I've gained 17 points from last season. Yeah. I cannot see the Celtic are going to gain points. That, that, that's my point. Now, I might have blue, blue blue uh, uh, spectacles on, but that's my logic on it, and I think it's a, a fair bit of logic to have because we're no joke that with Gerard between the yeah, I mean, I mean, Hugh, I can totally understand why people would say it's not that simple, but it also seems for Rangers like a very good place to start because it, it was glaringly obvious where the, the biggest room for improvement was from last season. And as George says, it was the, the, the silly points thrown away at home. Sure, but there are over 30 games still to be played and a lot of water to flow under the bridge. And uh, I would come back to George and say, yes, you're, you know, the, the points you make are perfectly valid. However, there are only four... Celtic Rangers games in the, the league season and Celtic have won the first of them and those four games could be crucial uh, so what Rangers do against uh, Celtic in the, the the next game at Ibrooks late December that's going to be vitally important also and why I'm banging on about let's be positive and let's not be malcontents first of all Rangers have got to overhaul the five point lead or the seven point lead I beg your pardon that Hearts have over them. Hearts are seven points ahead of Rangers, so they deserve a bit of recognition as well. Don't you worry. We're going to talk about Hearts <laughs> later on in the programme. Another good uh, win for them at the weekend. John Gatins is on Twitter. Here he says, uh, Disparando todos los cilindros. Oh, now then. That's Which is firing on all cylinders. Yes. You asked, yes. and uh, the Twitter's fear delivered because they know everything. Yeah. He's probably just found it Google into Google Translate, Translate but yes. I don't know. I'll take it, John. Well done. Thank you. 0141 uh, Let's hear a bit from... Neil McCann, he says he was shocked to learn that Kenny Miller's sending off was a straight red. It's now been appealed, by the way. Uh, he says the player won the ball in the challenge with Borna Barisic. It was, of course, a 4-0 win for Rangers. It means Dundee are bottom with no points after five games, but the Dundee boss is still seeing signs for optimism. That's what I'm saying about my group. I don't chuck it. They don't chuck it. Yes, we're playing with a lack of confidence at the minute, but there's, there's sparkles within games that give me encouragement to see that they're good enough to do it. They just need to a wee bit self-belief, a wee bit more confidence to actually say, I'm going to be the guy that does it and not look across to the side and say like you be it but yeah I'm encouraged by that and that's that's a strength of, of a team that you need especially when you're, you've gone on those straight defeats there's nobody in there feeling sorry for me I told them don't be feeling sorry for me because we're back to work on Monday and preparing for the next match Kenny's won the ball and yeah he's going through his momentum's going through and, um, and caught the player but there was a lot of yellow cards shown today I'm not so sure that you know, it was a game worthy of that amount of yellow cards. I saw it in real time, I thought he got the ball. I spoke to Kenny, he says he absolutely got the ball. Yes, he did catch the man and follow through, but there were several challenges like that today, and the yellow card wasn't brandished. We'll definitely appeal it. I didn't think the first one was a yellow, I thought he was trying to get himself across Andy Halliday going back through, and I was surprised at the first yellow. But, you know, I, I, I was equally surprised when I learned it was a straight red, because I, I was under the impression it was a second yellow. Well, Neil can be forthright in his belief that Kenny Miller got the ball I have to say, I don't think Kenny Miller did get the ball. I think it was a straight red card, uh, but it'll now go to the appeals process, uh, and if they reduce it to a second yellow card for Kenny Miller, then it still adds up to suspension, or I can only assume that Dundee are going for the full pardon here. Uh, the first yellow card will stand, can, of course. Can they reduce that from a red to a yellow card? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it would still be two yellows. I know. I know what you're thinking. But I think don't Dundee, confuse me. In the in the 
the case of uh, well, let, let's keep it simple for for the yeah. purposes of this conversation. Should it have been a straight red or not? Yeah, for me it was uh, yeah. he's out of control. Listen, even if he's got a nick on the ball because he's sliding from such a far distance, his actual foot's raised slightly off the ground, catches on uh, flush, and he actually admits that. So it's the force on which he catches Berisic. But I think it's a wee bit of a deflection tactic as well here because six defeats on the bounce. So, you know, there's a bigger issue here, Hugh. Oh. Uh, they obviously lost to air, five in the league. So yeah. when you take that into consideration, there's big problems up there. And it's okay saying you've got sprinklings of ga- uh, time within a game. But you're looking at six defeats in the bounce. The, the next couple of games are crucial for Neil McCann well, done before the international break. He's playing Hibs. The, the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> I uh, like that. I think that could stick. He's, so, you know, if I were in Neil McCann's position with five league defeats in a row... Not a point on the board. I wouldn't like to be playing Hibs in my next match. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, I suppose in the end it was a, a comfortable win yeah. for, for Rangers. Neil McCann's not going to argue that. Have we have we given up on on guessing whether Kenny Miller can win that appeal? Do, do we just leave it now? Are we oh, yeah, predict? yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I think it's worth the, the, the way the, the way <laughs> things are going. The appeal, everything that's gone these days, because yeah. you know, is it the so same? I'm struggling to keep up. So, have we had a successful appeal yet? No. No, I don't think not, so. Not when it's about a red, but this obviously. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was a red Morelos. card. Oh, yeah, of course. Morelos, yeah. Uh, yeah. they were. But I think that, um, you know, if you are five games in and not mm. a point on the board, then you'll try anything to get Kenny Miller for your next match because where's your next goal coming from? And you obviously believe in Kenny Miller. I know Alec uh, mm. was sceptical about giving someone of Kenny Miller's age a two year contract. However, in Dundee's position, it's it's getting to desperation time, and I think they're trying anything just to get Kenny Miller against Hibbs. It's a one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Richard says Hugh is a hundred percent right. Oof, wow. You don't hear that very often. Twenty minutes no, of the show. Right? Uh, go and ask about buying Kulabali just now, because the longer it goes on, if he keeps performing like he is, it will be really tough to get him. Because clubs down south will start taking an interest, and once they do, we are out of the running. I was just about to speak to Scott, the Rangers fan from Dumbarton on the line. He has disappeared all of a sudden. Uh, the other one would maybe be maybe he's fainted at Hugh being right. <laughs> maybe it's, it's very possible. Uh, Ryan Kent being the other one, Alex. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you heard Stephen Gerrard firing. Praise his way. Would yeah. that be his his best performance yeah, so far? Yeah, it looked that way, Gordon, with the, the footage in which I saw. It looked really lively. It, I think the bigger the pitch is. What the, the one good thing about this boy, good attribute that he has, is every time he gets a ball, he's bearing down on a defender. He gets mm. him on the back foot. And I think that gets uh, Rangers up the pitch and it gets him travelling. And uh, he can come inside, he can go outside. I thought he's little give and go, a couple of... One two is Scott Arfield, wasn't it, with the, the sort of final yeah, touch before the goal? Absolutely, and you know, I, th- I think there's a lot of technically good players. One of the things that Rangers didn't have particularly a lot of last mm. year was a lot of pace. This boy has it in abundance. He's just learning to come to terms as well with you know the Rangers, where it's the, the expectations and things. So it's always nice and all when you're a footballer and you hear the manager kind of shouting for the rooftops how impressed he is, and and he will grow in stature. 0141-951-1025 Give us a call Especially If you've got any thoughts On where Lee Griffiths Is at At the moment For club and country Really He came off the bench Again on Friday night In Paisley He then spoke to the media After the game Remember he signed A new contract But he's very much uh, Up for the challenge Of proving he's the main man For both Celtic And Scotland We'll hear from Lee Griffiths After the travel with Amber 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Evans here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you want to join us, you can do so in one of two ways. You can give us a call or you can send a tweet at Clyde SSB. Let's um, look back a bit further. We've already heard from Stephen Gerrard and Neil McCann about the game at Ibrox on Saturday, but let's hear now from Lee Griffiths. He's got his sights set on a starting spot for Thursday's Europa League clash with Rosenborg, but he admits he'll have to work and train harder than ever to get in front of Odson Edward. Now, this, of course, is the same situation for the national team. The striker says he's delighted his future is now sorted at Celtic, though he signed a four-year deal on Friday, and he says he's just focused on scoring goals despite that nil-nil draw in Paisley. Yeah, we're frustrated. I think, you know, playing a large, a large part of the game with ten men, I think we dominated the game, but... You know, and at times you're not going to get clear-cut chances, but you know sometimes you need to take the half chances you get. But you know you got to give credit to Summerin; they, they defended well, resolute. It was a difficult breakdown. Don't you get it over in over in Dumbarth. Um It's been a long time coming, and you know I was unfortunate not to cap off a goal. But you know I'm delighted that that is done now, and I can focus purely on my football. Listen, the big man's playing well. You know I can't fault him for for what he's doing, and you know he's got the shirt just now, and. I need to try and take it off him. You know, he played well against Unlucky with a couple of chances, so, you know, we've got a good week's training now. We look forward to um, a big game against Rosenberg. Oh, it was really, really tight. I was last back in, I was probably just half a yard offside, but, you know, these are the kind of things that, you know, if dead away on our second, I'm onside, so, you know, I had a, a chance here in the game that I should have buried away with my right foot, but, um, you know, it wasn't to be, but, you know, you've got to give credit to the man for, for the way they defended. Well, Lee Griffiths has uh, aired his frustration in public uh, over taking second place to Stephen Naismith in the Scotland game against Albania. That's fair enough. You're surely entitled to express your frustration. Uh, Alec McLeish has said that he thinks Naismith will play in the next international for Scotland. I'm not sure how a manager can say that. Lee Griffiths might take off on a goal-scoring run and uh, Stephen Naismith may hit a barren spell. However, what's important for the Celtic supporters is Thursday against Rosenberg and they're watching a Celtic side who this season have had one good performance domestically and that's against Rangers and even in that match they only scored one goal and Libby have scored more goals in the league this season than Celtic have so it's a cause for concern and I aired my view on Saturday I believe that at this precise moment I would take Lee Griffiths before Odson Edward against Rosenberg. Hugh Keevan says Celtic's goal scoring is a cause for concern. Do you agree? Or is he getting ahead of himself? 4141 Alex? Yeah, well, listen, he's only scored two goals this season. He hasn't really got up and running as such. I think he started half of the games. Uh, I, I disagree with you in terms of Rosenberg. I think he'll go with uh, Edward again because he actually needs to get up and running as well because he hasn't really set the header on fire. So... I said in the programme a few weeks ago when everyone was questioning the defence uh, when it was the Champions League qualifiers Celtic are not flat firing on all cylinders mm. at the top end of the pitch Sinclair's gone missing no one knows what's happening James Forrest is not contributing the way he was in terms of he, although his overall game's decent uh, Tom Rogic is not kind of contributing Griffiths two goals Edward four goals so it's not as if they're actually free flowing and one of the key things at the moment is is the lack of intensity that they sell to playing. And I agree with you, against Rangers they did it in abundance. But out with that, they've been really struggling. And they've actually looked really lethargic in a lot of games that we've seen. We watched them against Patrick Thistle as well. Yep. And, and they were poor on the day as well. So 
you know, they really need to start getting some cohesion middle to front to try and get the, their season going. 0141-951-1025. John is on the line from Clyde Bank. Hi, John. Hi. Good evening, guys. How you doing? All right, John. No, but um, first time I've called you this season. Um, I waited a wee bit to see how it panned off. I'll put this to, to the lot of you, especially Alex, because Alex mentioned it there. Alex, I, I called about January, February this year, and see the, the words you spoke about lethargic and all them other words. I spoke about Celtic in, in the same context. Celtic, to me, right, will not be champions of Scotland with, with the way they're playing at the moment. But this is just no sitting this season. Last season, last season, Celtic dropped 10 games at home. 10 games. I think it was a total of 21 points. You will not become champions this year if they do have exactly the same same record. They've been really poor for about eight, nine months. Um, the treble actually, for, for me, papered over cracks. And I think as well, Scottish, the, 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 the way like the turmoil with the, with the Rangers and Aberdeen drifted off, but it's actually helped Celtic more than Celtic helped themselves. We will not win the league this year if we carry on like that. That is a fact. Celtic, had, uh, Celtic had four defeats and uh, ten draws last season. They dropped 32 points. If they drop 32 points this season, then John's right, they won't be champions. Uh, so they have to be careful. They've dropped five points in their first five games. And uh, it is a cause for concern that uh, goal scoring has become a problem I mean they beat Hamilton Ackies a match that I witnessed at Celtic Park and Dedrick Boyata scored the goal yeah. uh, you know the Rangers game they were miles better than Rangers but still only scored one goal uh, against St Mirren on Friday night their attempts at goal scoring were very very poor so they, they, they do need to, to address that however the problem for me you have Edward uh, who may or may not be feeling the burden of the £9 million transfer fee. You have Lee Griffiths, who's champing at the bit to get a chance, uh, but, as Alex said, has yet to um, be prolific this season. And that's it. Because Dembele was sold, and justifiably so, given the money that Celtic got from Lyon, but the transfer window didn't allow Celtic time enough to get in another striker. And now for the next three months, it's Eduard or Griffiths, and both have been known to go off with injury. I, I mean, I get that, obviously, being that three is is better than two, in terms of, even, even I wouldn't try and argue with you on that, Hugh, but, I mean, Griffiths and Edward, that, that should be enough for a team who only plays one striker up front, should it not? Well, but you, you then have to hope that injury does not complicate matters further. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, of course, but, I'm, but I'm talking at, about if both available. But at the moment... Uh, you know, there's a, a lethargy about Celtic. I'll say it again: if AEK Athens had been wearing Rangers jerseys, Celtic would be in the Champions League this week, not the Europa League. He's fond of that line, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. I like it. But, but he's right. That's that's yeah. the thing. You know, they, they they raised their game. So, so, so what's happened then? Because all I was hearing on this show for a long, long time was that middle to front Celtic were great, and it was this dodgy defence that was holding them back. And well, all of a sudden, I'll go back to the transfer people window. People are, are changing their minds on it that. It wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't pro- prolific last year, Gordon, in terms of the the main strikers. Uh, I think Griffiths wound up with thirty. Goals last season yeah. uh, in the league. I think he wound up with 15. I think he got a couple mm. with Scotland. Dembele was only about 17 or 18. The year prior, 
the first season under Brendan Rodgers they were invincible you you would look yeah, at but I mean I suppose <clears throat> that when you score enough goals to win a treble it doesn't really matter what that total number of goals is does it the funny yeah. thing is that you know yeah but, you, the, but the thing is they're actually struggling at the moment to actually yeah, get now, any of course. yeah so we can only take it at the moment we can look back and go how you, good you, you said last season it wasn't me Oh no, well what I'm saying is last year they hardly but the thing is, Gordon, they have so much quality and strength and depth compared to the rest. You know, go, that that that's where the issue is. I'll go back to the transfer window. Stuart Armstrong goes and is being missed at at the present time. And uh, John McGinn was allowed to go to Aston Villa when he should be a Celtic player. He would have made a difference. Um, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSP as well John Paul Monaghan says uh, the last caller and I think he's talking about you John and Clyde Bank he says um, we were fickle two weeks ago euphoric two points dropped to St Mirren and now it's panic stations get a grip he says John do you are you at risk of overreacting? No I'm talking about the how we played last year to this year is exactly the same in, in the league exactly the same in the league we're, we're dropping silly points we're not playing too well. Um, we're beating Hamilton with one goal. Hamilton with one goal at Celtic Park. If that continues, we will not be champions. It's as simple as that. Because of the drops, because Hearts are resurgent, the Rangers may be resurgent, the Habs will be there. It will not happen again. You see, I'm not panicking. I've, I've got yeah. But also as well, remember from the first year to the second year, there's a drop in 40-odd goals. That's to me. And, and what he did is he sold... He sold just another forward and didn't put another forward in. So there's a lack of goals. The defence actually let in less goals, I think, last season than they did the season before. See, you go so, back to, you go back to it, John. You know, the, the Hamilton, St Mirren, these are teams that Celtic, with the greatest respect to them, these are teams that Celtic should be sweeping aside. They're an almighty struggle against Hamilton Ackies, a boring match, and... They've, they've come away having dropped two points against a St Mirren team who officially declared a state of emergency after four games, binned the manager and brought in someone who was having his first ever full-time match in a full-time league. And, uh, you know, Celtic simply were not at the races. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. if you want to have your say. Bill is in Jordan Hill. Hi, Bill. Hi there. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I think it's maybe about time that Celtic or any other team that has more than five or six players away with the, the, the Scotland national team, should have their game postponed. Um, Celtic also had other players away in internationals, but it's particularly Scotland I'm referring to. No other team in the league had that many players away with, with Scotland. And the thing about it is, if Celtic are actually being penalised because they've got players being away with the Scotland team, and they're obviously not allowed to prepare for a match in the same way as other teams. The other teams always had a uh, had a fortnight's off. Bill, are you talking? Bill, so, Bill, sorry, are you talking about the game directly after an international? You're saying Celtic should yep. have it cancelled. Yep. This has been going on since the day dot that Celtic. And how long it's been going on? They've been. How did they manage to? How did they manage to cope back in the day then, when you know they were competing and winning titles? Uh, that's 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 an, uh, irrelevance, really. And how's that the then? Because the matter is that Celtic have had more players away with Scotland um, than any other team in the league. But is that not a good thing, and Bill? It just shows then that you've got more, more you've than got half better of players. Are Scottish internationalists? No, I, not, I, I, I can't Celtic, accept. Celtic are being penalised, and what do they want Celtic to do? Sign non-Scots Well let's go through it then And, and look at the, the players who featured Bill Because Scotland played on Monday And Celtic played on Friday So that's actually a bigger gap Than Celtic are yep. going to have this week Due to yep. you know their own European domestic football yep. So 
Craig Gordon didn't play for Scotland on Monday uh, Lee James Griffiths Forrest. came off the bench James Forrest didn't play The only two was Tierney and McGregor That's only two players, Bill Do you really think yeah, that's enough yeah, to, to yeah. justify postponing a game? It doesn't matter whether whether it's two players that were actually on the park The fact is that the other players were unavailable to Celtic to, to prepare for the game Bill, Celtic have got the strongest squad The greatest strength and depth of any team in the country They could... Yeah. They could. Yeah, sorry, just, sorry, you've made your point. You've made your point. The players that were away with with Scotland and the other international players are first team players. The other players that Celtic have got in the squad hmm. are are pool players. They're not first team players. Are you telling me then that uh, Ryan Christie, Scott Sinclair, Lee Griffiths, who was on the bench on Friday night, Kuasi, who cost Celtic plenty of money, Celtic have got a squad that should have been capable. Of beating St Mirren No matter who Brendan Rodgers put out And when you are in this The, the, the Scotland team En masse That's tribute to How many good players Celtic have And to come up with This kind of excuse When you're playing St Mirren uh, Is laughable And it's an insult to To Brendan Rodgers And to everyone at Celtic Park Because the last thing he would say is Oh we should get the game postponed Because we don't have enough good players To play St Mirren Bill how does this differ from Any team in the entire world Who has a whole host of players away On international duty How, how is that different? I, I'm, not, I'm not referring to other, other teams I'm only Yeah I, I know that But I'm talking about your, your, on, my club. Yeah I get that But on, on, on your, argument, on, on your argument then Every every club would have to postpone fixtures following an international. In fact, there will be there will be clubs across the world who've got far more international players than Celtic do. For Spain, it'd be very right for them to have the next game cancelled. They'd have every right to because Bill, we, the squads know they get up to prepare for games. Bill, Bill, the scheduling's one of the key issues in Scotland as well. Players are kind of saying that yeah, there's more games going into summer. Players are playing in different competitions through the summer. The the qualifiers are earlier as well. Where, where are you going to find the time to get these games in? Can you explain to me, Bill, how Celtic became double treble winners when they had the same number of players in the Scotland squad? And maybe even more, because Armstrong was there and playing and Forrest was playing for Scotland can, can at that you, time and Griffiths was playing for Scotland at that can time. Can you explain why this did not affect Celtic as they won six consecutive trophies? The reason was that the teams that were against Celtic and playing in the league were not as strong as they are at the moment. Nah, in a nutshell you, 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 you can't change it Bill Because the rest of the teams Have got stronger No but you, what you're saying Is that Celtic won that In the past When they, when other teams were there But what I'm saying to you is Other teams in the league now Are, are better prepared Bill Than Bill, they were then Bill you begin to sound laughable now You were playing St Mirren The newly promoted club From the championship Who had sacked their manager After four games Because things were so bad who brought in someone who had never worked in a full-time professional league before and who signed a 33-year-old centre-half whose last known address was Southend United and whose last game was five months before Friday night's match and you're telling me you want a postponement? Scott Liddell's on Twitter at Clare SSB. He says, we have a big squad and we failed to show up. It's as simple as that. If you want to join in, it's 0141-951-1025. More fun and games after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Uh, I'm having a quick look at the Twitter at Clyde SSB, <laughs> and uh, the previous caller, Bill, his suggestion that the fixtures after international should be postponed. You know, that's why Celtic were struggling on Friday. That was the suggestion. It's not gone down too well. You don't Hugh. say. I, 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 that, that, that's me being kind. It's not gone down too well. So if you've got any thoughts of your own at Clyde SSB or on the phones, 01419511025. Hugh, not that one. Another Hugh is a Partick Thistle fan from Cumbernauld. What's on your mind tonight, Hugh? Hi, how you doing, Farrell? Uh, I, was on, I was on last year and I spoke to Hugh at the time and uh, just uh, I like asked for uh, any Thistle fans to call in. It's just regarding the manager. Uh, I'm sorry, the board have made a big, big mistake. They should have sacked the manager at the end of last season. Nothing's changed. We've played five games. Um, um, all we've got is six points out of possible 15. And first week in September, I'm already out of two cups. So I'm sorry that we need the change and we need it now. Right, this is obviously in relation, uh, guys, to, to Partick Thistle at the weekend. Now, it finished Inverness 3, Partick Thistle 2, which, doesn't, on the face of it, doesn't well, seem like a, penalty as well, a, a terrible result. But they, they were 3-0 down within half an hour, and, yeah. and that can be a tough one to take. Spittle and Doolan late on almost got it back, but but, but it finished 3-2, Hugh. Um, and the other Hugh, Hugh and Cumbernauld, is not happy. Well, you can understand why fans are unhappy, because the high watermark is reached when Partick Thistle are in the Premiership, and make the top six. Now, for me, that's borderline miraculous for a club of Partick Thistle's size. Unfortunately for the club, the graph since then has gone down and down and down. Relegation comes the following season, and the start to this season has not been good at all, and the away form is particularly disappointing. It goes one of two ways. Uh, Partick Thistle can hold the nerve, give Alan Archibald... A few weeks more Or They press the trigger And they get someone else in I, I think the next game for Partick Thistle This weekend mm. Is very important in that regard uh, Alex Ray It seems that From an outsider looking at it If you, if you will yeah. the, the problem would be With it being so early in the season And I get what Hugh says about the graph Now clearly Partick Thistle had a bad season last year That's, that's why they went down yeah. But the board make the decision in the summer to stick with Alan Archibald So in, in many ways It's like a fresh start If you yes. like It's so early in the season That Partick Thistle Are closer to the top Of the championship Than they are to the bottom Yep So what would make you Pull the trigger As Hugh says well, right now I have now? to say Listen they've, they've given them The The vote of confidence In the summer By actually saying We're going to stick with you Now If you go back to A couple of years ago In the championship I know it's a different level Hugh But um, Jack Ross Took Alawa down Managed to do really well uh, David Hopkins couple of back-to-back promotions on the back of a relegation. So they may well be looking at that, but I'm looking at some of the personnel that Partick Thistle have, guys like Keon and Slater and Spittle, uh, Erskine, Story, Doolan. So, you know, there's a, a nucleus of players you would suggest that they can actually go on a decent run. It's just about trying to get, get that two or three wins and try and catapult themselves up the league. Now, they're clearly fighting for Archie because to be 3-0 down, uh, after 30 minutes mm. And then come back A couple of goals Miss a penalty There's obviously signs That they may well uh, can, can go on a run Because they're obviously Scoring goals there So uh, they, they, The line share Of the possession as well There are they I'm led to believe So uh, But that obviously Is not the main start The main start is That they've lost a game So th- it's important That Archie starts To get up and running now Because the next International break May well be 
uh, you know, the, the time that they actually maybe, I think a lot of kind of chairmen's and board yeah. members will be looking at that time. Hugh, the other one, Hugh and Cumbernauld. You want to come back in? Well, that's all very well saying, you guys. You haven't seen Thistle. Yeah. <laughs> they can't even pass a ball. It goes side away, back the way. You could have you could have Lionel Messi up front. <laughs> there's absolutely no service to the strikers whatsoever. There's, there's no atmosphere at Port Hall. I'm sorry. I think he'd make a difference, Hugh, I must say. I think he'd no, make I a difference. Think, I, don't, I don't think so. Because <laughs> you've got no service. Well, sorry. listen, Hugh, it's your club and the, the people who run... The, peop- yeah. the people who run your club have the Thistle's best interests at heart. You, you must accept that. So they have two options. Hold your nerve or pull the trigger. And Pull the trigger and pull it now. Sorry. Well, yeah, that, in your opinion, yeah. But, it, it, yeah, it, my, but listen, I've supported my club for 60 years and I know my club inside out. So it's all right for you guys to say, by the way, Hugh, we're not, Hugh, we're not actually disagreeing with no, you. We're no. just, just asking uh, questions. And at the end of the day, you phoned us, so we're telling you what we think. Uh, I'll tell you what, just, just forget it. <laughs> it's getting to Hugh, honestly. Yeah. Well, you can actually hear Hugh's frustration there. You know, he's obviously watching the games. He's disappointed. He's on the back of a relegation. So we get all that. We're only trying to give a balanced view here because he's right in what you say. We yeah. only see them occasionally. So. Um, but listen The next couple of games for them Are really important Queen of the South at home At the weekend Dunfermline Ross County Dundee United So it's not getting any easier In terms but, of the clubs Coming to but, visit But Jackie Lowe And Alan Archibald And Scott Patterson And Jerry Britton And everyone associated With Partick Thistle They care as deeply About the club as Hugh does yeah, but I don't and, think he's doubting that though I mean that that doesn't really yeah, Matter But, 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 but Hugh, Hugh is giving the impression That unless we Categorically state That Alan Archibald Should be sacked tonight Then Hugh's saying Just forget it And hangs up uh, Jim McLaughlin's on Twitter With a very similar point He says um, I think the two goals on Saturday Have actually papered over some cracks Archie's a legend But something has to change I know that sounds nonsensical But there is a deep malaise Around the club And uh, some bloodletting Is required somewhere Is that a, a, a possible Conclusion to draw Alex Sometimes Um you know, we talk about winning becoming a habit. Sometimes losing becomes a habit as well. Yeah. And when you you get relegated, and in fact, I, I know many people will point to actually Thistle's post-split results yeah. in the season that they did make it to the top six. I think they lost them all, lost heavily to Aberdeen towards the end yeah. of that season. Last season there was obviously miserable, and and that's maybe where that word malaise comes from in Jim McLaughlin's tweet. Yeah, listen, I understand what they're talking about. Sometimes as a manager, they're too long. They've actually won six games and lost six games, Gordon. But the key thing is that they have to go on a, a sustained run now, Hugh. It's, it's yeah. one win in the last five that Archie's got. He's been in the game long enough. He'll hear the frustrations for the guys like Hugh, and he'll be under no illusion that he actually has to go on a little run because... They need to start picking the sale up the table as well yeah. so that psychologically the, the supporters will be looking right, okay, we can start seeing progress because Hugh talks about it on a regular basis with Patrick Thistle. The graph is continuing yeah. down the way so it's, it's important and for Archie to try and get something I, going forward. Yeah, because no football club can have a graph that shows a downward spiral and never goes up the way again. So Alan Archibald's a, a seasoned pro and he will know that it can't go on indefinitely in that direction. And it's interesting You see the dynamic Of actual games You know Within that 90 minutes Alex Because people You're reading of it Well you know what There is a bit of fight there Because they were 3-0 down And they came back to 3-2 But you've got Jim on Twitter Actually saying oh, that You know that, that just papered over the cracks I'm not saying Jim Would have preferred To lose 3-0 That's an, an extreme reading Of the situation But 
it's Gordon, can I give you an lines. example? I spoke to a guy tonight who on the way in, and he's a Dundee United fan. He goes home and away. He's been shouting for weeks and weeks and weeks. Sharp, Laszlo needs to go. He needs to go. And the, the, the there was some remonstrating, like ten minutes to go. Laszlo, Laszlo's got to go, right? And or scored the, to that effect. Yes, I've, I've, I've managed to keep it in check. You. And what happened was they scored the goal, and they were still discontent when they, a ninety-three minute equaliser. Mm. Now. Because they never got the result they were, and people come on and go papers between the cracks. But that one point could be the point that actually kickstart something. Mm. So you know, um, but listen, Archie's under no illusions. He needs to start getting yeah. things going because listen, it, it, once it starts with supporters as well, it becomes you know it's very difficult to turn that around. There's only one thing it can do that, and that's obviously results. Okay, keep the calls coming. You can contact us on Twitter as well. I think it's time for this though. Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Yes, it is indeed time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are both here and ready to go. So if you fancy taking them on tonight, coming on 30 seconds head to head, show off your football knowledge. You might even walk away with a signed ball. Then now is the time to phone. It's 0141. 951-1025 You have to do it really quick Because you only have Until the news At 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight Beat the pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation You deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray and Hugh Keevens Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's 0141 951 If you want to get in touch And if you'd rather tweet Then we're at Clyde SSB uh, We're going to hear from Craig Levine Any Hearts fans out there Or anyone else With an interest At the top end Of Scottish football Just how long do you think Hearts can keep this going? They're top of the table at the moment. How long can they keep it going? We'll get to that after this. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Time for Beat the Pundit. Alex and Hugh are both standing by. One of them is going to be up against Charlie from West Calder. Hi, Charlie. Hi, mate. Feeling in confident mood tonight? Been studying hard over the weekend? I have Good oh, I thought you had me Had me going there Charlie I thought you were taking this Very seriously Let's toss the coin Heads it's Hugh Tails it's Alex And it is heads It's Hugh Keevens Up against Charlie From West Calder So what we'll do Hugh yep. Is I'll give you some Clyde 2 in your ear hole So that you don't know What we are saying uh, And we'll get your questions Up and running Charlie If you've never heard it before You've got 30 seconds Head to head Charlie Now remember You can pass But here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? I'm ready Let's go Who's currently top of the Scottish Championship? What was the aggregate score when Celtic faced Rosenborg earlier this season? 2-1 From which club did West Ham sign Marco Arnautovic? Uh, which nationality is Hibs Florian Camberry? Which former Arsenal midfielder plays for Villarreal? Um, and how many Scottish players featured in the Champions League last season? Eight or ten? Eight. Okay. They were quite tough, Charlie, weren't they? You must see. Thought they were tough tonight. Uh, let's bring Hugh Keevens back. Hugh, can you hear me? Yes. Right, same set of questions to you. You ready? Okay. Who's currently top of the Scottish Championship? Pass. What was the aggregate score when Celtic faced Rosenborg earlier this season? 3 1. From which club did West Ham sign Marco Arnautovic? Austria Vienna. Which nationality is Hibs Florian Camberry? Finnish. 
Which former Arsenal midfielder plays for Villarreal? Uh, oh, Carly <laughs> Satora. Oh, <laughs> Santi Caloso. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was magnificent. Try that again. How do you pronounce his name? Carly, what was it you said? Carly Santori uh... <laughs> You're close uh, Charlie, how do you feel that went? Um, I think you got a few more than me But we'll see uh, Yeah let's... You, you must have been a shocker, Charlie Let's go through them Let's go through them uh, Listen, I don't think either of you did particularly well But I'm giving you a bit of uh, leeway I think the questions were tough tonight Who's currently... Santi yeah, bit late <laughs> Just 10 minutes too late uh, Who's currently top of the Scottish Championship? Inverness It's Inverness So it's 0-0 The aggregate score when Celtic faced Rosenborg earlier this season Charlie I know you were a Celtic You are a Celtic fan And I could almost hear you trying to quickly calculate it over the two legs But Hugh obviously read it somewhere earlier No? Did you just remember it? You read it somewhere no, earlier no, no, It is 3-1 which means it's 1-0 to Hugh Keevans From which club did West Ham sign Marco Arnautovic? Stoke It was Stoke So oh. it's still 1-0 to Hugh Florian Camberry is Swiss oh. So it's still 1-0 oh. uh, Which former Arsenal midfielder plays for Villarreal? <laughs> it wasn't Carly Santi Whatever you said <laughs> it, it, it was Santi Cazorla And Charlie got it right So it's oh. 1-0 uh, After five questions How many Scottish players featured in the Champions League last season? 8 or 10 That was the last question Charlie got to it If he gets it right he wins You had two choices Charlie 8 or 10 You said 8 the answer was 10 ah. oh. So that just a Tiebreaker <laughs> It's the old tiebreaker Charlie still, so, got, still got a life in you yet Shug oh. Here's what's going to happen Charlie I'm going to ask the question I'm going to ask Hugh To write his answer down And then I'll tell you To give me your attempt Charlie Okay right. I love the tiebreaker But oh. can you feel that tension Right okay uh, Between 1970 Between 1970 and 1975 How many different Scottish teams Competed in the Texaco Cup You'll remember that well Hugh Keevans mm. Write your answer down please And show me between 70 and 75 How many different Scottish teams competed In the Texaco Cup Okay I've got Hugh Keevan's answer Charlie what's yours? I've got what the Texaco Cup is <laughs> Well just guess. guess Think about it Five years or maybe I don't know I won't tell you how many But a few Scottish teams How many do you think? Uh, I'll give you a clue Like don't go above 99 or anything Right okay <laughs> um, Five Charlie's gone five. Hugh Keevans has gone seven. Wow. The answer is 14. Hard lines, oh, Charlie. Wow. Hugh has pipped you on the tiebreaker. Hard luck. Charlie, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to take the victory. Yeah, that, that was a, <laughs> that's a lukewarm victory for yeah. Hugh Keevans. But they all count, as they yes, say. Yes. Well done to Hugh. Hard lines to Charlie. You'll have your chance to play. Beat the pundit at the same time tomorrow night. Right, I asked you the question. How long... Can Hearts stay at the top of the league? Crystal ball time Come on 0141-951-1025 Hearts fans Or anyone else Who has an interest In the top end of our league How long can Hearts Keep this up Hugh Keevans? Well First of all All credit to them Because Having lost Kyle Lafferty To Rangers uh, Having lost Christoph Berra To very serious injury uh, To be where they are Five points ahead of Celtic Seven points ahead of Rangers Is Outstanding work They play Livingston At uh, Tynecastle On Saturday It's a, a banana skin Given that Gary Holt Has three wins out of three As Livingston manager And they're doing exceptionally well But I think it's a banana skin They can avoid So there'll be For me Six games No defeats uh, Celtic and Rangers Are now into that phase Of their season Where 
They have to play Europa League Thursday mm. League matches Sunday It'll take something out of the pair of them And more points may yet be dropped by them So from now until Christmas uh, Hearts, if they can maintain form And have signed Sean Clare On a three year contract That's another good signing If they can simply maintain momentum Then sure, why not? And the the balance in which they have in their team is really good as well. The young boy Suter has really came to the fore in the, the last few months. Uh, the midfield balance of Ollie Lee and the boy Herring, which was an absolute terrific find. I think Zoom's back in the last couple of weeks from injury, a long-term injury. But Ek Piazu and Naismith's in fire. Nine goals in 11 games, Gordon, so far this season. So Are you including two for Scotland or one? One. Just making sure Just making sure you hadn't added on that other one I would like to give him a Just because I It's think one and a half isn't it I think we agreed yeah. this at the weekend uh, Tom was on asking What you thought of Livingston's start to the season But you sort of covered that with, Within that answer Hugh I'll maybe get yeah. you to elaborate a bit more Let's hear a bit from Craig Levine In the meantime though He has hailed the work of John Souter and Jimmy Dunn After the 1-0 win against Motherwell As well as saying He now expects Stephen Naismith to score Every game he plays. He also had his say on that debate surrounding Stephen Naismith's goal. Remember, it came about a, a collision, if you can call it that, between Utrecht Piazzu uh, and Trevor Carson. The mother keeper had to go off injured. Uh, but Craig Levine says he would rather uh, focus on the mother keeper's part in it if he was Stephen Robinson. I thought this was, was going to be really tough today, but I thought our base strength today was our defending. Two young centre backs I thought were, were amazing. I, mean, I watched the Rangers Motherwell game here a few weeks ago and the strike force of Motherwell called, caused Rangers centre backs all sorts of problems. Well, we had one decent save to make today, and, and other than that, I thought we, we defended magnificently, and that was the platform for, for everything today. Stephen Smith again, did it for country now, back in again. Yeah, I'm getting to the stage, if he doesn't score, he'll be disappointed. He's got such an intelligent footballing brain, and he recognised the situation quicker than anybody else, followed up and calmness to take an extra touch and finish it. Well, the staff didn't look too happy with Uche for the 50-50 with Trevor Carson, what was your view then, sir? You just said it's a 50-50, yeah. If it was me, I'd be unhappy with my goalie, because I came out worse than a 50-50, yeah. I thought it was a very fair challenge, both boys went for it, with the intent of winning it, it's just that Uche wanted to win it more. It wasn't feet off the ground, people weren't sliding in with high feet or anything like that. Um, Uche just wanted it more. You know, they can be unhappy about that all they want, but they shouldn't be talking about Uche. Uh, we've all had a look at that. We've probably yeah. seen the pictures on social media of Trevor Carson's ankle. Whether you think it, you know it should have been a foul or not, it was it was clearly a sore one. But what what happened to lead to lead to that, Hugh? Well, I mean, it's a, a poor pass back from Carl McHugh who puts his team in all sorts of bother. I remember the words of Stephen Robinson, the Motherwell manager, after the game when he absolved uh, Uchi Piazzu of all blame. Uh, I, I think of intent was, certainly was yeah. what, he, what he said. Yeah, uh, I think the, the two players went for it. It is a contact sport. It does happen. It's deeply regrettable where the goalkeeper is concerned. Trevor Carson is so important to Motherwell, but it happens in the game of football. And I don't think there was any malicious intent. I don't think uh, that it would have been right to halt play. Uh, and to prevent Stephen Naismith scoring Sure, see having seen the footage last night on the TV mm-hmm. Would you concede that Eek who actually caught the goalkeeper in the follow through? Well, I, I mean I, of course he does, you've seen the, yeah, the picture yeah but, yeah but that's but, what I'm saying Gordon it, 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 Listen at the, the real time like uh, Craig Levine says the, the, There is a coming together But he's actually laid one on him And see see what Craig was saying there I don't get what he was actually talking The keeper wanted, uh, he, he should want it more for me, the keeper won the ball. Hence the reason why the ball whipped, came back towards Naismith. It wasn't as if the keeper had juked out of a tackle. 
and then Ike Pezu's going through him. So um, it was a it was a fortunate one, Gordon, because if he if the referee had seen that at the real time and them catching him on that but, that far side, but it's, but it's not possible for the referee to see it in the way that when television it slows down, yeah. shows. I mean, he has the split second. I know this is old stuff, but we are now in a dangerous situation where a lot of things in Scottish football are being. Uh, determined between 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock on a Sunday night and it's not fair on the referees uh, because from where he was standing and when the two players go in even Stephen Robinson himself said that on first look at it he saw nothing wrong with it Yeah but there's also surely nothing wrong with just assessing evidence after the event Hugh, I mean, you, you well, mentioned the phrase contact sport which, you know, which obviously it is but I'm, I'm sure Trevor Carson isn't too pleased about having you know six stud marks in his ankle. Yeah, but in this particular instance, what would you have them do if you look at it? No, that, that's it, what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying we 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 change the procedures. I'm just simply asking about this incident. Yeah, and just because the referee we, missed it at the time doesn't mean we can't yeah, change yeah, our minds on we, it afterwards. And we, and we are speaking about it, but I'm trying to put myself in the position of the referee, mm. and they're getting mm. it tight from all sides now. Martin's a jambo from Kirk and Tillock. Martin, you must be delighted with your team's start to the season. How long can it last? Well, how long's a piece of string, you know? <laughs> well, after, I'll be honest, after last season, the season was last year, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air. We're playing better football. Arms to the back, to the front. You know, it's, it's all of these players, all the series, they weren't the players they wanted. He, he, he stands to his own decisions. They're his players. If they don't come up to scratch, I mean, it's the buck stops at him. But it's just, it's a good, I think, oh, to be honest, I think this year we could possibly get, we got a good club run, possibly split the whole for them, which I think we could maybe do. I'll be happy with that season, to be honest with you. It's a good point Martin makes, Alex, yeah. in terms of recruitment, because bang goes this notion that you can't bring in a dozen, more than a dozen players and, and make them gel quickly, because that's exactly yeah. what Hearts have done. Yeah, well listen, he's, he's actually, as I just said earlier on, some of the, the appointments that he's actually brought on, it's been a brilliant window for him. Now, you see it time after time and you're thinking, well, if you bring 12, 15 in, it takes a long time to gel them in and get them bedded in. These have really hit the ground running, you know, and, and as I said, the balance is really good, but the one thing about Hearts, and I think if you look back to last season, is they didn't have a great deal on the bench and whatnot. You look at young Craig White and I actually, I've watched him since he was 16. He's a really, really talented boy. And once he starts featuring and he starts getting confidence in mm. and around that size of club, it'll be a bonus from Stephen McLean, who's been a goal scorer throughout. The one thing about Hearts as well is they have a physicality. So see, when it comes to the actual winter months, they will be very much up for it because they're a really big, powerful team. The, and point, uh, the point you make about Whiten, I mean, there's still Harry Cochran taking back into this equation mm. as well. And Young, young McDonald, yeah. Yeah, so he's got... Strength and depth, Craig Levine. It really is. I mean, it's the oldest cliche in the book, but he just has to take care of Livingston and then the team after that and then the team after that. But as I say, Celtic and Rangers will drop points during this Europa League group phase, and there's a chance there for Hearts. They just have to maintain their own momentum. Anthony Neal's on Twitter. He says, I can't take credit for this, but Hearts at the top of the Premiership is akin to an elephant up a tree. You know, you don't know how it got there, but one thing is for sure, it won't last very long. Well, Anthony says. Well, you know, he's <laughs> got the old joke book dusted Ant off. Ant I don't mind Anthony, that. Anthony may very well be right, but so long as they live by the cliche of one game at a time, the five games to the good, 15 points, none dropped. Make it 18 mm. by beating Livingston on Saturday And just go from there to the next one, Ma the next one. Martin the Jambo from Kirk and Tillock Gave us the, the inside track If you like What about looking at it from 
a rival side then John is a Rangers fan from Paisley Are you worried about how long Hearts could stay there John? No <laughs> Not at all Why should they be worried? I mean They've only played five games We've had We're only seven points behind them We played them back to four Right We've been a team the same as them we brought in 13, 14 players They're getting the lean the credit for What about us? We've only been beat once And You know what I mean? And we're playing week in and week out They're playing just One game a week Whereas we're playing week, uh, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday And they've still got to play us So I don't even be worried about that You know what I mean? And John, we're only give, John, we're only giving Hearts credit for the, the, the five games that we said yeah. all, There's a lot more, kinda, as Hugh says, water under the bridge to go And it's how they cope with that as well Because you want to try and, from their point of view, they'll be trying to kind of continue no, no one was questioning what Rangers were doing You know, Rangers need to take care of themselves uh, We are taking care of ourselves, that's what I'm, saying. I'm just saying But he's uh, giving them credit, right? Which is, I mean, I don't see credit going the other way well, I'll just put I just put one simple thing to you. Five games have been played, and Hearts are seven points in front of you. you we're asking a question: Can you keep it going? Are we worried about it? No, about that. Yeah. So you're playing. I mean, now you said why? Why don't we give Rangers credit? I also well, think Rangers have had credit on tonight's show. Yeah, of course. But I'm, I'm simply laying one statistical fact in front of you. Five games have been played. Hearts have got seven points more than Rangers. I ask a question: Do you think Hearts will win the league? I don't know You don't know? I, no, no, I don't he, he does, no, I he doesn't don't think so. Full stop No Full stop Right but, Well who do, who do you pick for this season? I tip Celtic to win the league Okay Right well See see the end of the season We'll have a conversation We'll see where hearts are Bye bye That's probably the best Probably the best thing we could do Agree to disagree I don't mind that Good stuff That was John and Paisley Agreeing to disagree With Hugh Keevans uh, Joseph's on Twitter He says It's premature To talk about Hearts For the title Look at Watford They got brought back Down to earth By Man United no one, no At the weekend you know, we're, we're trying And this is where But that's okay though Hugh Joseph's this is just saying He thinks it's premature That's fine This is where you get agitated We're trying <laughs> You're always blamed <laughs> I don't know why you're agitated You're always blamed For talking down Scottish football Or I am always blamed For being the grim reaper And this that and the other I have been trying Since the start of this programme To just pay Due credit to Hearts For their work Over five games And pointing out That if they can make it Six games in a row Eighteen points Then Go on in that vein And Celtic and Rangers Might drop points During this Europa League phase Whether it's Thursday, Sunday Thursday, Sunday that's all I'm doing I'm paying tribute to a club Who are at the top of the league With a five point gap Over their next challenger Why not just pause And give them a round of applause 01419511025 We'd love for you to join us We've been talking Rangers against Dundee We've been talking Lee Griffiths and Celtic We've covered off Hearts We're, uh, we're doing our best to get around All the biggest talking points from the weekend But if you've got anything else 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray join me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 if you want to join us. At Clyde SSB is the Twitter handle you need. But it's 25 past seven and that means it's time to set the full time yes. teaser. <laughs> Every night at this time, you send the questions to us and we try and... 
Catch the pun that's out Often it works Is the answer Santi Cazorla? There we are He's got the pronunciation down If you missed Hugh's attempts At that on Beat the Pundit Earlier on What was it you said again? Carly oh, Carly Santa Yeah it was all over the place Santa Claus Anyway So Santi Cazorla Yes indeed He's not one of the answers You'll be pleased to know But if you would love to Contribute to the full time teaser If you'd like to We would love you to It's full time at Clyde1.com Full time At Clyde1.com so Ian Cook has been in touch with this question Can you name the last 10 Scots To appear In a European Cup or Champions League final But It must have been their only final Andy Robertson Exactly Like Andy Robertson So can you name the last 10 Scots To appear in a Champions League Or European Cup final But it must have been their only final So don't Give me guys who played in more than one Jackie yes. McNamara No Did you say Champions League final? Yeah, or Euro- or European Cup final Okay um, Why? Fletcher? Oh, no, uh, Fletcher? Jackie was a UEFA Cup Alright, yeah. yeah No, remember he missed both finals wow. He was certainly suspended for Brian one, McClare? wasn't he? Was he no. So you can join in on Twitter if you want to help the guys out I mean, I'm not going to tell them the answers But it's nice to know what you're thinking The last 10 Scots to appear in a Champions League European Cup Nicol. final But it must have been their only final Stevie Nicol No Andy Robertson Is an easy one Because he played in it last season And it's his only Final His only Champions League final Any more from you? Who would be the one before that? Paul Lambert Yes Oh Lambo Jeez oh, oh. So Andy Robertson and Paul Lambert Are two of the last ten Scots To appear in a European Cup Champions League final And it was their only final their only European Cup or Champions League final You get what I mean? Uh-huh. Hope yeah. I've not confused the issue Right okay Robertson and Lambert You've got eight John more John Robertson? No Kenny Burns? No oh. You've got eight more to go uh, Right <laughs> let's speak to William and Craig End Hi William Oh good evening guys How you doing? Not good. bad William What are your thoughts then on, on the way things look at the top of the table I know you're obviously a Celtic fan We've got Hearts right. leading the way at the moment I, I mean, I've spoke to Alec before about this. I, uh, especially, I spoke to Alec last season, and I believe that uh, teams don't just win games, but they can win over consistent periods. And I think Hearts are coming up. They're coming up to a big month. I think October's a big month for them. Yep. I think they've got Rangers, Aberdeen, and Hibs all coming up. So, and I think last year they played eight games at Murrayfield, mm-hmm. and after that, I think I don't think they lost a home game. So. I don't see Hearts going away. I mean, I, I think there'll be other teams that'll put together uh, a 8-10 to 10, uh, game run as well. So, to me, I think I think that I don't think they're going away in any time soon. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the guys think is about it, that. Is it not also the case that your own team and Rangers uh, will also have to make sure that there's no loss of momentum in their part as well? Because, as I say, this um, Europa League... Group stage that Rangers and Celtic are about to undertake It has the potential uh, For seeing both of them Drop points along the way in domestic football Is that not the case? I think I think it's possible right Hugh But I, I, I do think that Celtic I don't want to talk about Celtic I, I do think Celtic won most of their games uh, Last year before I know uh, I know Brendan Rodgers rested a few players before the Zenit game and we, we dropped points against St. Johnson. But I would like to go back to last season and say that 
Stephen Clark, Stephen Clark and Kamala played twenty five games and they only lost three. And I think Hibs after after January they only lost one after twenty. So I think there's teams in this league that can not only win games but can consistently win games over a period of times. You know and what? I think that that puts that puts pressure on Celtic yeah. uh, winning the title. The most encouraging thing about your call is that you're not on to say, oh, we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll come back and we'll... You're on to actually praise the other teams in the league and I think that's terrific because Hearts have uh, set the bar here. Hibs and Kilmarnock are both terrific football sides. Uh, Aberdeen have got a bit of catching up to do. They lack a proper goal scorer. But it's great that you're highlighting the point that We've got a bit of a viable challenge going on here What makes Hearts more dangerous this season then Alex? Is it at yeah. the, the sharp end of the field? Because as William Absolutely. quite rightly points out They actually were very hard to beat Especially at home last season They, they conceded very few goals but it seems that they're more of a threat in, in the other direction now. Yeah, absolutely Well listen, they're getting goals for Midler Park as well The boy Ollie Lee looks as if he yeah. yeah, I I, I would imagine he'll be looking to run about 7-8 goals From the Midler Park He's got a uh, shot from distance He has a physical presence, Ike Piazzo Naismith's the informed striker in the country Then as we said earlier on You've got the young boy Craig Whiten to come in McLean's done it throughout his time but they had, they're actually a threat at set plays as well. Um, I, William, it's really refreshing to hear you saying about the other teams as well because it gives you a wee bit of balance and it gives you a bit of perspective. Uh, Hearts have five homes out there, uh, five home games out their next eight at home as well. So, and that's during the period that Rangers and Celtic are playing. So, for Rangers and Celtic point of view, is they need to come back from these mm. European trips oh. and actually get the results required because Hearts, as you rightly said, at home they are formidable. And Hugh, I know it's early days, so this may well, you know, come back into the discussion a bit later on. But because Hearts are still going well, there's no, there's no uh, hangover from, from Kyle Lafferty leaving. No, Usually, no. when a, when a club of you know kind of Hearts size loses arguably their best player, one of their best players, it's panic stations. He <laughs> but he wasn't playing. Well, and, was and, it who, really? who who are we going to get to replace him? But they recruited so well before that. That, that you know they're carrying on just fine without him it, so far. He had the one game against Celtic where he scored the goal That's that won right. the match. Um, but you're right, Gordon. They, they have uh, recovered from the loss of uh, Kyle Lafferty, and they continue to make good signings like Sean Clare, uh, who will come in and add solidity to the team. Uh, and I, I just think it's a fascinating story. It might blow up. They might go to Ibrooks and Rangers. Take care of them And they're never quite the same again It might not And that's why I say to William The Celtic caller Thank you for coming on And highlighting the fact that Hey There's a bit of a league Going on here Ah yes it is indeed Let's speak to Alec In Garthamot Thanks to William Hello Alec How are you doing? Not bad What's on your mind tonight? Hearts will not be any challenge But you see one about He's mad Aberdeen a couple of seasons back Seven in a row What happened to them? Boy, I'll be finished or something. Everybody needs to calm down. Celtic are not playing well at all. We've had our strongest team against Rangers and took care of them. And for some reason, the managers wanted Jiggy Pokes to the back line. I don't know. That This is down to the manager. If you have phoned you last season, when we drew one each week with Marmot at Parkhead, and you say to me because I was moaning about not playing my strongest team, if you remember. Just listen. See, against Hearts, we never played my strongest team in the beaters. So we're going to play Catherine's on a downer. They beat us as well. We need to play your strongest team in that league. 
every single week. Because I've been listening, I've been well. Do you listen? They beat Morabel, they beat us. But let's see when they've done 15 games. Let's see when they're 15 games. Was that not... Was that not the strongest team on Friday night, Alec? Was that not Celtic's strongest team on Friday? Let's just no point it right back. Let's just take no point it right back. But, but Michael, who, who, is, who, is, who is more criticised than Mikel Lustig? By the Celtic supporters. And let me say this to you. you. You wanted the strongest team. Ten of the 11 players who defeated Rangers in Celtic's best performance of the season, ten of them started against St Mirren. And 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 the eleventh player was bought by million. Leicester City for eleven million pounds. So come on now, you can't beat St, you can't beat St Mirren with ten of the team who beat Rangers and an eleven million pound rated centre back. Listen, nobody, nobody can predict what will happen. Everybody agrees with the Celtic, apart from obviously the diehard Celtic fans who know they were going to win. I really wish that I really wish the line wasn't breaking up because I'm sure Alex said if Hearts win the league, he's selling his house for free. Essentially, it was worse <laughs> to that effect. But sorry, Alec, the, the line's not great. I can't really. God, hear you. God and the proxy The problem that people can you are sell something for free. Anyway. What we're saying is Hearts are actually putting up a good fist of it now. They've got some good home games to look forward to. Rangers and Celtic are going away. So what we're saying is it's an opportunity to them to try and maximise their points at the moment with Rangers and Celtic coming back from Europe. That's not saying that Hearts are going to go on and win the league because yeah. you've you know you've got from, what, November, December, the rest of the games to take in for there, Alex. Yeah. So we're not getting carried away at all, but we're just highlighting how well Hearts are doing and what's coming up for them. But it's nice to know that the Celtic and Rangers fans are rattled by it. Thanks to Alec and Gertham. Look, we'll leave that one there, Alec, just purely because the line's not great. I can't really hear you. We'll do it again some other time. 01419511025. How are you getting on with Can Ian I ask Cooks? you a question? Uh, 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 about, like, the, the, the show or no, no, not the, a personal the, thing? The, the 10 men. All right, okay, yeah. Are any of the Lisbon Lions in the list? No, no, they're not. So name the last 10 Scots to appear in a Champions League or European Cup final But it was their only European Cup or Champions League final For instance, Andy Robertson did it last season It's mm. his only Champions League final Paul Lambert did it in 1997 His only Champions League final Darren Fletcher wasn't one uh, John, what was that? What else did you say? McGovern? Nope uh, John also, Robertson I said, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, he also said Kenny Burns yes. He's not one either I mean, you're, you're certainly in the right era And the right Clubs and, and so on Kevin McNaughton Kevin McNaughton Aston Villa Who was Des Someone at left back Des I'm just looking at this list Are you Are you getting the names Slightly mixed up Or is it the list That's wrong Not Kevin McNaughton But I think I know Who you mean Kevin No No Miss, no. Out, miss out the V In the middle Ken McNaughton McNaught Yeah, yeah I think oh, that's Close enough for yeah, yeah, That'll do Ken McNaught Des Aston Bremner. Villa Des Yes Des I just gave you Des there And you've took <laughs> You just, <laughs> you just square it across The six yard box yes. And the old you will tap it And that's fine Des Bremner Ken McNaught Paul Lambert Andy Robertson You've got four out of the ten That is not bad Let's speak to Andy And Cumbernauld uh, An angry Partick Thistle fan Andy is that a fair assessment? Yeah Cheers Good evening guys Can I ask you something? Yeah um, Said about the guy uh, putting his phone down. Uh-huh. Um, that was frustration, you know, coming out of them. But 
the guys that have the point to come on, you're a radio station for West Central Scotland, party officials of West Central Scotland Club. The party official majority of paying public are frustrated at the moment. Mm-hmm. So I've got a challenge to put to you. Uh-huh. You go to YouTube interviews, you put them on YouTube, different things, you've done a very good interview, you've been in Rogers as on Clyde. How are we going to get an interview with Jackie Lowe and put it on the West Central Scotland radio station where official fans listen to? And let's see what she's got to say. Well, I I am. That's a good shout. You uh, get on the well, phone. Yeah, I'm looking at you because uh, you're the. I can set that up for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, if maybe. Jackie Lowe, if Jackie Lowe is willing to sit down and do an interview with me, I am more mm. than happy to go there, and I am not objecting to anyone coming on. My only objection with Hugh, the Partick Thistle fan who called earlier, was that because we would not say categorically that Alan Archibald should be sacked. He didn't like the way the conversation was going, so he hung up. Now, I mean, he can stay on the air as long as he likes and we can argue the point. And I did say, Partick Thistle have two choices. They either hold their nerve with Alan Archibald mm-hmm. or they pull the trigger. Now, if Jackie Lowe is agreeable to an interview, I will happily go to Firhill and the, the first point I will make to her is, are you of a mind to hold your nerve or are you of a mind to sack your first manager since taking over the club? And it's just down the road from you as well. So, I mean, it's, it's all there. Uh, Andy, let's not get bogged down too much on, on previous calls or anything like that. Give us your take then on, on where it's going wrong at the moment for your team. Well, I'll ask you guys. Do you know about last Monday afternoon? Tell us. Reserve League Cup tight, Kilmarnock. Tell us. One guy on the bench who was a goalkeeper. That was the substitutes in the game. A goalkeeper No other outfield players mm. Well there might have been or In fact there must have been Mitigating circumstances Because Partick Thistle Don't volunteer To go in Under strength like that Presumably There were injury problems Suspension problems Whatever I mean They didn't deliberately Go with a goalkeeper And no outfield players On the bench Would you not accept that? Check it out here. Check it out well, uh, you know, and, Andy, the, can I just ask you a question? There, you're saying check it out. You're obviously alluding to something because you're leaving that kind of hanging. Can, can you enlighten us? Is there something going on that we don't know about within the club? Then that you have got a, an idea of? No, but you're the guy for contacts. Well, you've just told us something that we don't know. Um, anyway, but... uh, we'll get Hugh to check it out. We'll get Hugh to go go and meet Jackie Lowe. I'm asking generally, Andy, about you know what what you're making of the performances. What what is it in particular? I mean, the results obviously speak for themselves. Um, but what, what in particular are you not enjoying about what you're seeing? Ah, that line has gone very, very quiet. Anyway, I, I, I could hear it because I've got these big uh, furry earphones on. He said Jerry, Jerry Britton Alan Archibald's a Thistle legend But yeah. was, was the last thing I heard Jerry Britton's a good friend of mine I will contact Jerry tonight If it's possible And I will ask him if I can meet with Jackie Lowe And I'm here <laughs> next Friday night If I can get an interview with Jackie Lowe Between now and Friday night's programme I will do so And the, she can speak to the Partick Thistle fans Who are listening to this programme I just like the fact that people can call up and set you to work I yeah. quite like that Get get the diary out Hugh Keevans Listen number 17 bus From my house to Straight Fair Hill down, down to Fair Hill Street No don't, problem Don't even pay a fare Yeah the benefits of um, 
I've been 68 Yeah exactly I was going to try and put it But more gently But there we go Name the last 10 Scots To appear In their only European Cup Or Champions League final If you like So Andy Robertson Paul Lambert Ken McNaught Des Bremner They are four Of the last 10 Scots To play in a European Cup Or Champions League final It was their only European Cup Or Champions mm-hmm. League final Anymore? I'm struggling with you Hugh uh, I'm trying to think Of Scotsmen That were I mean, think of the clubs. So you've you've covered off Aston Villa, yeah, Aston almost. Villa. In fact, almost. No, there's another one. I mean, it's, it can only really be a, a handful of clubs. Yep. There's one club that you're looking for that is not in Britain. It's a proper football powerhouse, is a it, European football it, powerhouse. Is it, is it Bayern München? No. Nope. I thought you were going to get it there. Uh, Barcelona. 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 Oh, Archibald Yes, Steve Archibald Archibald. You've got five to get I'll give you some time to think Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans joining me Gordon Duncan on tonight's show Uh, And they're having a good go at this teaser It was sent in by Ian Cook If you've got a good question I know there's so many of these great trivia questions out there If you've got a good one and you want to get it on the show Send it in to us full time at Clyde1.com So the question is this Can you name the last 10 Scots to appear in the Champions League or European Cup final? But it was their only Champions League or European Cup final So we have got so far Andy Robertson, Paul Lambert, Steve Archibald, Ken McNaught, Des Bremner You're halfway there Gary Gillespie Yes, Liverpool 85 Was an unused sub in 84 Eddie Gray Nope Billy Bremner Nope John Walk Yes, Liverpool also in 85 That same Mm. final Only three to get by the way I know, but that's me struggling. <laughs> Peter Lorimer. Nope. Right, I'll give you a wee clue. The clubs you're, you've got three to get. Yeah. Okay. We're looking for one Aston Villa, one Nottingham Forest, and one Leeds United. Okay, we'll get okay. back to it. Uh, we've got Scott, who's a Kilmarnock fan, on the line. Let's. Hear from Stevie Clark And then we'll get Scott's thoughts Stevie Clark says Decisions went against them On Saturday They were beaten 3-2 by Hibbs Stevie Clark can't understand Why they weren't given A penalty The Kelly boss says He was shocked That John Beaton gave Hibbs a penalty And says they still Should have got something From the game There was contact in the box uh, Knocked the ball towards their goal And Ambrose kicked them I think if you give The, the Hibernian one of his If it's a day for soft penalties Then there should have been one each uh, The Hibbs penalty if you watch it back on the video, McLaren actually kicks Kirk on the back of the foot, back of the Achilles. So how that can be a penalty, I'm not so sure. But if it is a day for soft penalties, we should have had one at the end and we should have got something from the game because we deserve something. Kirk was speaking to the referee in the way off. What was his explanation for? I've got no idea. I was inside uh, quietly fuming because we let a, a decent situation slip away from us. We... We're the best team on the pitch, first half. I thought we played really well. I couldn't believe we were 2-0 down. There was a stage in the game where you're thinking, how did that happen? You know, it was a good free kick from another soft free kick award, but a good free kick for Stevie Marlin. But like I say, events have transpired against us and we've gone away empty-handed and we feel a little bit hard done by. Scott is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. Do you agree with your manager's version of events, Scott? You'll not be surprised to hear about it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do agree. Evening, lads. Good Hello, evening. Hi there. 
Um, yeah, um, I think uh, ridiculous as it sounds, I think we're unbeaten this season. We've only been beaten twice by two referees. Um, yeah, to, to award the first penalty against us um, was, was incredible because Kurt Broadfoot, his iron ball, went, you know, kick it, but boy inserted his leg between um, Kurt Broadfoot and went down, got a penalty, which I don't think should have been one. And as Clark said, if you're going to give one, then why not give the other one where Kurt Broadfoot kicked again in the other penalty box? So, yeah, tough days, but a good, a good game um, between two top teams yet again between these two teams. I was just to ask, um, spoke to Hugh on Friday about Stevie Clark getting uh, cited for his charges. Are you there, Hugh? I am. How are you doing, sir? Um, and I know you were saying he's going to lose this appeal because there's no way the SFA effectively could admit that something untoward happened, such as Stevie's um, statement alluded to. Um, because if they were to admit, uh, then that it was a predetermined outcome for... Willie Collum um, then essentially they're accepting liability for doing so Um, my question to you is you think Stevie Clark is wrong for saying so you tell you what, right. tell you, like, you answer this quickly, Hugh, because with two minutes left of the show, Scott made some very good points yeah. about the game at the weekend. So I don't want to go yeah. over old ground too much, but please answer Scott's question quickly, very, and then we'll address quickly, the first. Very, point. very quickly, it's wrong to say that a, a verdict was prejudged. You cannot possibly prove that, and that's why the appeal will be thrown out. With regard to Saturday's match, John Beaton, I've, I've heard it described as double standards. It was not double standards. John Beaton made two mistakes. One gave Hibbs a penalty And one denied Kilmarnock a penalty Ooh, So you, you thought they were both wrong? Yeah, yeah, I okay. thought they were both wrong And Steve Clark said he was sitting there quietly fuming He was quite entitled to his quiet fume Because uh, they were wrongly punished mm. With the penalty that Hibbs scored And wrongly denied a penalty at the other end So he's quite right to, to make his frustration known But you cannot say that a, a verdict was prejudged. That's not fair. Alex, were they both wrong? Well, initially when I seen it, I felt as if the first one uh, were kicked, Broadfoot kicked the back of his leg. That looked to me from the, the offset that he had actually just kicked the boy's leg. Having seen the boy put his leg in, I think he's instigating the contact on the back of Kirk's foot. Resulting in air So did, I mean did, did they not teach strikers that They'll get your body Get any part of your body In front, in front. of defenders yeah, And therefore was, you draw fouls Is that is that not what you're encouraged yeah, to do He had no intent to play the ball Gordon He was actually trying to buy a, a penalty And John Beaton's fallen for it uh, Up the other end I think it was mm. F.A. Ambrose Clearly kicked uh, Broadfoot in the heel As he's trying to help it on And for him to miss that And, and I heard the boys in the, the, last night Talking about uh, It was because he was theatrical It's either a foul Or it isn't And for me it was a foul And I feel as if John Beaton Missed that one Right, we need to round off this teaser full-time at Clyde1.com if you want to send one in. We'd love to have it. Name the last 10 Scots to appear in what was their only European Cup or Champions League final. Andy Robertson, Paul Lambert, Steve Archibald, John Watt, Gary Gillespie, Ken McNaught, Des Bremner. You're looking for another three. Shrug, I'm struggling. You need to get a clue. I here. told you, one Aston Villa, one Nottingham Forest. Yeah, but I need one a real clue. One is going to help us. Okay. The Leeds United one is the furthest back. We're going back to 75, Hugh. And he's a goalkeeper. Played up here for air. And he's only got one, one Scotland cap when I oh. researched this earlier. I don't know. 75, Hugh? Not? No, 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 no. 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 Oh. 
What's your uh, struggling? The initials. <laughs> the initials. He loves it. D S. David. Yep, David Sullivan. S- no, I'm going to have to give you this one, Stuart. David Stewart. David Stewart. Stewart. Mm-hmm. Right, the other two. That. Nottingham Forest, 1980. Came on as a sub. If that interests you, 1980. Uh, didn't actually play up here, I don't think. Albeit he was from Scotland. Uh, had spell a big spell at Derby as well. David Stewart. John O'Hare. John O'Hare. And finally, the last Aston Villa one, 1982. You struggling? Is it going for Is it initials time? Yes. Yes. A E. Quick. Nope. Alan Evans. Thank you to Hugh Evans and Alex Ray for joining me, Gordon Duncan. Back tomorrow night in the company of Gordon DL and Roger Hanna.